Good morning, church family and ministry friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our online internet around the world church service. And I'm so happy that you're here today because I believe that God's word will build you up to do all that you're called to do. And also it will empower you to become the person that God has destined for you to become the person who is the mature image of Christ Jesus in the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, normally we receive the tithes and offerings at the beginning of our time together online. But today I'm going to jump right into the message because this is a prophetic message, hot off the presses, so to speak. <laughs> I just got the download from the Lord and I'm rushing it to you. Praise God. And so there'll be an opportunity at the end of the message for those that would like to sow, to do so, of course, as well as our uh, church family. When it comes to tithing, you know what to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now today we're going to be in the book of Exodus chapter 12, and I am now going to deliver the prophetic word for 2022, what the Lord has spoken to me. And let's begin today in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we jump into your word, we thank you that your word that we live by is the rhema word. And so we live by the rhema word that is proceeding, the now word that comes out of your mouth. So Father, today as we now have our spiritual meal, let your word be food to us, quickened by your spirit. And we give you praise we thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit leading us in the right direction and knowing what lies before us like the sons of Issachar. We know what's going on. We know what you're up to and we give you the praise. Thank you, Father, for hearing and answering this prayer. In Jesus' name we pray and we all agree and say amen. Woo! Praise the Lord. All right. We're going to be in Exodus chapter 12 and I'm going to cover a few verses today. Um, but it's not so much like our normal service where we, we, we have teaching and we dig in and we really study the word of God. Uh, there's always a place for that. But today I'm going to uh, cover a few verses, but it's going to be more along the lines of uh, just prophetic overview, as well as, of course, revealing what the Lord told me uh, is going to take place in 2022. Praise God. Now, we're in Exodus chapter 12. Let's go directly to verse 35. Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, and they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they granted them what they requested. Thus they plundered the Egyptians." Uh, by the way, a little footnote, don't feel sorry for the Egyptians. <laughs> they had really roughed up and plundered the Israelites for 400 and something years. And uh, so let's not feel sad for the Egyptians because that kingdom that Pharaoh had built and all of the wealth and so forth, uh, you know, so much of that had been exploited through the slavery of God's own people. And now they're coming out of the fiery furnace of affliction, and they're not coming out empty-handed, praise the Lord. We, of course, also see this uh, expounded further 
in the classic verse from Psalm 105, and as we now drop down to verse 37. Let's go to verse 36. He also destroyed all the firstborn in their land, the first of all their strength. So we have the covering of the ten plagues here, and the mention of that, verse 37. He also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribes. So here we see God's mighty miracle power. Now they're being brought out with silver and gold that they have plundered and spoiled from the Egyptians. But you know what? They're heading out into the desert, and it's not like there's a lot of shopping malls out in the desert. But the Lord understands by His, uh, you know, all-knowing self and all-knowing ability that where He's leading them to, it won't be too much longer where they are going to construct a tabernacle, which a tent, which was a tent-type structure that would be a duplicate of the of the way the structures in heaven are laid out in worship uh, uh, with the Holy of Holies and so forth and things along that line. So Moses is going to see the blueprint because he's going to see the real thing in heaven. And then he's going to construct it, uh, construct it according to a, a complex. Uh, uh, it's a simple plan, but uh, the details were very, very complex. And he's going to build that on the earth. And uh, thus we have all of the beautiful furnishings within the tabernacle and, and so forth. And that is going to be implemented. It's going to take a lot of gold. It's going to take other precious metals. It's going to take precious gems. It's going to take uh, various what we perhaps could call exotic cloth type material. And on and on it goes. So the Lord is blessing them. We also see some payback from all of the suffering and bondage that they and their ancestors had been through. So they're going to get loaded up. Yes, they're blessed. But the primary reason is for the overflow for what we would call God's kingdom purpose, which at that point in time was going to be the soon construction of the tabernacle. And remember, the Lord told Moses, receive an offering from the people, gold, silver, bronze, and then he began to list all types of other things. And so that was all part of that. And they came out with silver and gold. And then we have that part B of that verse, which was another epic miracle. And there was none feeble among his tribes, nobody in a wheelchair, nobody on an oxygen tank, nobody young, nobody middle-aged, nobody elderly that had to be on crutches or have support or, you know, laying on a stretcher or something like that. None of that was the case. They all walked out. Woo! Praise the Lord for divine health. There was none feeble among his tribes, health in your body. So expect the Lord to uh, do the work to keep you going. Mm -mm. But the main thing we're looking at here is what scripture would identify as a wealth transfer. And I want to share with you what the Lord spoke to me about the year 2022 that we're just about to go into. And as I share this with you today, I would like for you to be mindful to watch the witness of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit will never bear witness to a lie. He will only bear witness to the truth. And while I can give you scriptures, and we can look at things from a scriptural viewpoint, the, the, it's only the Holy Spirit that can witness the now of that word. And we can see certain Bible prophecies and certain Bible promises, and we can be excited. But unless there is the quickening of the Spirit with the now release, in other words, this word is the now timing of, the, uh, uh, of God's will and God's plan, 
then uh, certain things cannot be manifested. So it's not only knowing the will of God, it's also knowing the time of God. Praise the Lord. So I want you today to very carefully watch the inward witness of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And uh, what I'm going to share is not, uh, I guess when I give a prophetic word, it's a little bit different. If the Lord gives me something to share, I'll share it. But if he doesn't say anything for a year, maybe two years, <laughs> I won't say anything. <laughs> I don't always have to say something, nor am I a person who fabricates a word. Um, I just I just wait on the Lord. And if the Lord says something, then I'll share that. Now, I think there's a place also for for pulling uh, on the Lord where you're endeavoring to uh, get something from the Lord. That's, that's totally scriptural. And I think there can also be, you know, some, maybe we could call it study in these areas of uh, our Hebraic roots and so forth. And so sometimes people they'll say, well, now the year 2020, this or 21 or 2020 or 2022. Now that word in the Hebrew means this, that, and that, um, that's cool. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I think there's a definite, definitely prophetic meaning in that, but I usually don't go that route because I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to piece together a prophecy. I just listen. And what the Lord says to me, that is what I speak. So I'm not, I'm not sharing something with you today that I've intellectually put together or I've tried to say, well, this means this, this means that. Let me put this together and boom, there, that's what we have. No, uh, that works for some people. That doesn't really work for me. Uh, so I stick with what works best for me and how God communicates to me. And that's just hanging out with the Lord. And when he begins to talk, I listen and I write that down. And then what he says I can share with you. Praise the Lord. So the Lord spoke to me and revealed to me that 2022 is the year of the wealth transfer. This is the wealth transfer from the wicked to the righteous. And the Lord showed me that 2021 and the previous years before that have been years of preparation, but that 2021 has been the final year of preparation and it is now time to go into the year of the wealth transfer. Woo! Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. So I want to share uh, further about this today. I want you to position your heart for it. I want you to position your life for it. And remember the witness of the Holy Spirit. And I think this is where some Christians perhaps that even love the Lord and would have uh, uh, good knowledge of uh, church etiquette and, and biblical principles, sometimes they wonder, why is this not working when it's in the Bible? Why is this not working when it's scattered throughout the Word of God? It's because of timing. You cannot force a prophecy. You cannot force God to do something, even if you see that this generation had it, or they had it back in that time, or whatever it might be. Uh, that doesn't mean that you can just like put a demand and make it happen uh, within the, the church experience that you're having. And that has caused some to, I wouldn't maybe say be discouraged, but, uh, but to question, uh, God, what's going on? And uh, that has been the case with uh, many people who have caught the revelation that there is going to be a wealth transfer from the wicked to the righteous but uh, they catch the revelation of it and they think, well, obviously it's now, but you can't, 
You can't make the Lord do the now. Only the Holy Spirit uh, who is involved in the moving of God and the performance of the Word, only He can accomplish that. But I am here today to proclaim from this pulpit to the world that the Lord has revealed to me that the year 2022 is the year of the wealth transfer. Oh, praise God. Mm-mm. It is not the only year, but 2022 marks the release of heaven of now God beginning to work. And by the time it's all done, uh, and this is going to go on until, you know, the Lord completes everything he's done. And uh, we could go a few more years or five years or 10 years or how, who knows how long until the Lord uh, works through his people, the church, to bring in, to bring in the great end time harvest, to see the feast of tabernacles accomplished from its spiritual perspective of being the great global and gathering. Whoa, hallelujah, amen, amen. So, my my friends, the time of preparation and the time of giving and giving, and sometimes you think, uh, uh, and I know that this has probably gone through the minds of quite a few many uh, of you. You thought. Lord, um, wow, I've sowed a lot of seed. Lord, I'm a tither. And Lord, I look at my harvest and I think, uh, now, Lord, I know your word is true, but the harvest, uh, the, there seems to be a discrepancy here. Seems like I've sowed a lot more, but yet, despite these efforts, Lord, where, where's the harvest? And what the Lord showed me is that for a while now, the church has been in a certain current that God has dialed down the speed of the current. It's like a ship uh, floating on the ocean. And uh, those that are into sailing and so forth, where you know you have a boat that doesn't have a motor and all you have is a sail, you know that if you're crossing the Pacific, particularly there along the lines of the equator, there are certain places where you can go where you can hit these areas where there's no wind for days. So watch this. Sometimes for weeks. And you may not think you're moving, but actually you are moving. The only thing that's really moving you, though, is the current. And so there's various currents that just go throughout, you know, the oceans of the earth. And uh, so you're still moving a little bit, but you're moving so slow. You're moving so slow. So it's like where we have been, the church has been in this, this real slow current. Now, mariners actually call places like this the doldrums. Now, I know that we have uh, like another usage for that word in our vocabulary, where if you're like really bored and nothing's going on in your life or in your day, you just say, you say, well, like I'm in the doldrums, you know, no, nothing's happening there. No, in other words, nothing exciting is taking place. But my friends, I want you to know that although you have been in this very slow moving current, maybe it's only like three knots and everything's going real slow. And you realize, you realize, Lord, if I stay at this pace, I'm never going to be able to make the impact that I feel that you have called me to make. Lord, if I keep moving at this pace, I'm never going to reach my destination. And if I do reach it, by the time I get there, I'm going to be so old. What, what can I do? <laughs> Woo! And that, that's not necessarily unbelief. I wouldn't say that's unbelief. That's, that's realizing God if, if you don't do something here, um, we're just going to keep floating along and uh, sure we'll eventually get there, but there has to be a change. Now, uh, those of you that remember the, uh, the tsunami and the earthquake 
that took place in Japan. This was over uh, 10 years ago. And you had the problem with the nuclear reactors that were real close to the coast and all of those difficulties. Well, you know that the, the, when the tsunami came in, it rushes in, and then after the, the water begins to come back out, it pulls other things with it into the ocean. And there were many ships that broke loose from their moorings. And there was, uh, this happened to many, but I saw one particular uh, picture of one fisherman's boat. Uh, there was nobody on it, uh, but the boat broke loose during the tsunami, and when the waves began to recede and go back out into the ocean, it pulled this boat along with it. And then, of course, that, that tsunami wave eventually just levels out. Now you've got a boat floating off the coast of Japan. And what happened is that uh, with the ocean, nothing is uh, uh, motionless. There is movement. Even if there's no wind, there is movement. It can be so slow that you don't even really notice it. But there are currents. And so the boat began to move and began to move in the current. No wind, no, no, no motor. It just begins to move as an abandoned Japanese fishing boat begins to just float. And about three or four years later, it showed up floating off of the Oregon coast. Can you believe that? It had barnacles all over it. <laughs> it looked like a ghost ship. <laughs> and uh, the Coast Guard, when they came up to it, they were kind of wondering what it was. Then they realized this is a remnant of the uh, Japanese earthquake and tsunami. This thing has floated all the way across the Pacific Ocean. So there's movement, but look, it took years and years for that thing to float from one side to the other. And my friends, God has assignments for you, and you're going to need some wind in your sails. And in 2022, the Lord has shown me that the long-awaited wind is going to hit the sails of those that He has prepared, His people, and there is going to be the blowing of the wind, the empowerment of the Spirit that will come suddenly. And all of a sudden, you realize, man, we're not in that current. I don't know what's going on. The current it has nothing to do with this, but your, your, your sails are now full of wind, and now you're moving. And did you know that while you can cross the, the Pacific, if you survive all the storms and stuff like that by just floating randomly on the currents, it could take three or four years to get across. Did you know with good winds, strong winds, you can cross the entire Pacific Ocean in anywhere from three to four weeks? Well, that's a lot faster than three or four years. What makes the difference? The wind in your sails. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -mm. Hallelujah. I think also this slow current of the spiritual doldrums that the church has been in by divine design that the church has been in has caused even some in the church to say, Hey Lord, I'm a tither and I'm a giver and I, I've, I've given sacrificially and I've given in the anointing I've given in the glory but yet some look and they see such little return and the enemy would mock and say, see, it doesn't work. But you, you know the word too well because you know the laws of seed time and harvest. You know the founding principles of Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. As long as the earth remains, and of course the earth is not going anywhere, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will not, will not cease. It's never ever going to go away. So you're thinking, hmm, what's going on? So this is what the enemy does. He tries to belittle the church 
He gives uh, images or you see things on TV and you hear about a stock. And uh, the reporters say, now, if you would have bought that stock when it was uh, available to buy at $1,000, and if you would have bought a share of that of $1,000, today your $1,000 would be worth a million. And then you, you hear about this stock or that stock and how these uh, were low, and now they've gone up. And people say, now, look, if you'd have invested in that, you'd have had gains of 100%, or you would have had gains of 40%, or stuff like that. And it's almost like mocking God's ability to do financial miracles and to take his people from the back of the line to the very front of the line. And thus some, because of not understanding the current, that that's never going to get you there. Only the, the wind of the spirit will get you there. Some not understanding that the current is not your vehicle of, of movement designed by God. They have thus looked to these world systems and they celebrate. Oh, oh, if I put my money in the bank over here, oh, they'll give me 2%. Oh, I love the bank. Let's, let's stop giving to the church. That's, that's not good. Let's put all of our money, invest our money over here. And then you have others that get all excited about cryptocurrency as if God cannot give you a harvest better and greater returns than what Bitcoin or this or that could do. And so some have forsaken biblical principles and now they're over here rushing over here, trying that, trying that, trying that. I'm here today to tell you that those of you that have had stayed faithful and you've continued to tithe and uh, you, you give to the source that feeds you spiritually, praise God. And you can have continued to sow seed. What God is going to do in your life is going to make this other stuff look like chump change. Woo. You'd be like, why in the world would I invest my money into that when I can invest it into the kingdom of God and God can give me a hundredfold return. And that doesn't just mean a hundred numerical times over. He can outdo that because I've had him do it in my life before. Mm -mm -mm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I want you to be aware of what the Lord is positioning his people for in the year 2022. Now, uh, for some of you that are perhaps new in the faith or have been in the faith and you have not had exposure to some of these scriptures that I'm talking about, you need to know that there is uh, a yearning in many of God's people that have known the truths of these scriptures and they have been looking for this on the horizon for years and years and years. And I'm saying, I am saying as a messenger of the Lord that it's coming in 2022. Hallelujah. Praise God. Mm -mm. If you believe it, shout. Amen. Whoa. Glory. Now look at this in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. That is the holy B I B L E that will not go away. That verse right there is the eternal, holy inspired written word of God. God says that the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Praise God. And the days of it being stored, stored, accumulated, stuffed in all kinds of this, that, and the other stuff full stuffed here, stuffed there. And every, every, you know, uh, uh, onshore accounts, offshore accounts, uh, uh, secret accounts, hidden accounts, buried here, stuffed behind the wall there, this, that, and the other. God says that the wealth of the sinner is stored up 
for the righteous. What I'm talking about today is not covetous. I am not coveting anybody's money. I am simply declaring what the scriptures say that the scriptures have foretold that there is going to be a day in the body of Christ where there will be an end time wealth transfer from the sinner to the righteous and it is going to empower the church, those that have positioned themselves for it, to step into places of being able to fund the preaching of the gospel on a scale that will cause the knowledge of the uh, the knowledge of the Lord to f- literally fill the earth. We're going to fill it with shortwave television, radio, internet, just blast it with every platform and every tool available. And the church is going to rise to the top in these areas of media. Why? Because we're going to have the provision and we're going to use the provision to outdo even what uh, secular networks would boast about their empires. When it's all said and done, we are going to rise to the top and we will be proclaiming the gospel with excellence, with, in a sense, like unlimited funding to just boom, put it out there, boom, put it out there, boom, put it out there with no stupid commercials of crazy, dumb commercials. No, hallelujah. Funded by the liberal, generous giving of God's people who have been empowered through this transfer to now see that the gospel is taken around the world. Woo! Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. I've always liked this verse, Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Verse 26, for God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight, but to the sinner, he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give to him who is good before God, that he may give to him that gathering up that stored up wealth that he may give to him who is good before God. This also is vanity and grasping for the wind. Yes, it absolutely is for the sinner because they cannot take it with them. Mm, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mm, mm. Hallelujah. Glory. We're going to see, we're going to see God move in miracle power. We're going to see the hand of God. Praise the Lord. There's going to be some tremendous shakings in the coming year of 2022. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, let me jump over to uh, something I have written over here. Many of you have heard this. I've actually have read this before. But as I've mentioned, even though we are aware of these types of prophecies, you cannot say, oh, th- this is happening now, this or how, uh, unless God shows you, I'm now releasing this. That is when you can take it. Hallelujah. You live by the rhema word of God. You want knowledge of the Logos word that builds the foundation of your life, but you live, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word in the Greek, that word is rhema. That is a living live word. Hallelujah. I have heard from the Lord and the Lord has revealed to me that 2022 is the year of the wealth transfer. Woo. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now here is a prophecy by uh, Charles Capps. And uh, this was given by him in 1978. And I, if I'm correct, I think it was in Honolulu, Hawaii, when he gave this prophecy. Now, Dr. Capps, of course, was uh, one of the great Word of Faith Bible teachers and uh, really anointed in the area of speaking on the subject of 
of your words, how your words should be in harmony and agreement with Scripture and not words of defeat. In other words, talk like the two spies, Joshua and Caleb. Don't talk like the other ten. <laughs> because words of unbelief can literally keep you out of your promised land. We know that. Praise God. So here is the prophecy from 1978 that Charles Capps gave. So let's think about that just for a moment. We're hearing a prophecy given by a trusted man of God that was spoken over 40 years ago. And, you know, every year people get excited. Yes, this is a year. Yes, this, yeah, yeah, we would love to have it now. Ooh, yeah. But you know what? All of these things revolve around the Spirit of the Lord. And you could only have what he's manifesting. Mm -mm. Whoa, but he's manifesting. Uh, praise the Lord. Good things, good things. All right, let's talk about this. Charles Capps prophesied, financial inversion shall increase in these days. Let me stop just for a moment. Financial inversion, the word inversion or, uh, you know, that comes from the word inverted, basically means turned upside down and then reversed in position. Turned upside down and reversed in position. He said, financial inversion shall increase in these days. For you see, it is my desire to move in the realm of your financial prosperity. But release me, saith the Lord, release me that I may come on your behalf and move on your behalf. For yes, 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 there shall be in this hour financial distress here and there. The economy shall go up and it will go down. But those who learn to walk in the word, they shall see the prosperity of the word come forth in this hour in a way that has not been seen by men in days past. Now, my friends, you understand when the Lord talks about days, a day in, in the sight of the Lord could be like a thousand years and an hour in the sight of the Lord could be a couple of decades. So it's easy to understand this prophecy and that the church can be moving into the, the fullness of this with little uh, examples here or there. But now it's time for the floodgates of heaven to open and the spirit of God is going to begin to move on these verses that I've talked about today and begin to perform them. It's going to start breaking out all over in 2022 for those that believe it and receive it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He continues his prophecy. Yes, there's coming. See, there's coming. I believe we're here. There's coming a financial inversion in the world's system. It's been held in reservoirs of wicked men for days on end, but the end is nigh. Those reservoirs shall be tapped and shall be drained into the gospel of Jesus Christ. It shall be done, saith the Lord. It shall be done in the time allotted. And so shall it be that the word of the Lord shall come to pass, that the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Can you see through this prophecy that it just can't happen whenever people want it to happen? It says in the prophecy, it shall be done in the time allotted. And the Lord spoke to me and told me that 2022 is the year of the wealth transfer. 
Mm-mm-mm. And I didn't make that up. I heard that from the Lord. Mm-mm-mm. Watch the witness. <laughs> Watch the witness of the Holy Spirit. He'll never bear witness to a lie. He can only bear witness to the truth. Mm-mm. The prophecy continues. Predominantly in two ways shall it be done in this hour. Those who have hoarded up and stored because of the inspiration of the evil one and held the money from the gospel shall be converted and drawn into the kingdom. But many, many will not. They'll not heed the voice of the word of God. They'll turn aside to this and they'll turn to that and they'll walk in their own ways, but their ways will not work in this hour. It'll dwindle and it'll slip away as though it were in bags with holes in them. It'll go here and it'll go there and they'll wonder why it's not working now. It worked in days past, they'll say. Mm-mm. Let me tell you why. It's a new dawn for the church. It's time for God to begin to move with miracles and exploits in the church. And God is now going to begin to work through the church to bring in the final end time harvest and provision is going to flow. Financial miracles are going to happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. Let all these billionaire sexual perverts with all of their secret sins and hedonistic, demonic, satanic activity that they're doing behind the background to try to destroy this nation and try to plunge this world into some kind of a totalitarian controlled uh, system where they shut everybody down and begin to kill off humanity and reduce the population. Let their, let their funding be stripped and drained from them in the name of Jesus, because it's going to begin the roll now. Mm -mm. Some of these men, as it begins to go away from them, go away from them, even banks that have it in in, uh, deposits, it's still because, you know, you can't let money sit. These people have to move it. You can't just take money and stick it in the bank. All these people are moving it to places where they think are uh, strongholds or areas of security. Those are usually uh, forms of investments or this or that or the other, but it's going to begin to get away from them. It's just going to go away from them. And it's going to come to those that have been serving the Lord faithfully in this area of biblical stewardship. Mm -mm. Hallelujah. What will take place is some of these very corrupt people that as it begins to be pulled away from them and they can't control it or stop it. Many of them, uh, many of them will become panic stricken, but there'll be nothing they can do about it. Some will probably even have breakdowns, mental breakdowns and so forth. There could even be a few suicides. Why? Their God is dead. Who is their God? Mammon. Mm. And mammon has fallen in their eyes. That's all they worship is money. Remember, the love of money is the root of all evil. Behind all crookedness and wickedness and corruption in the earth lies one thing, the love of money. The love of money is the root of all evil. Mm -mm. Woo! Glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The prophecy continues. But it shall be, saith the Lord, that the word of the Lord shall rise within men, men of God of low esteem in the financial world, that shall claim the word of God to be their very own and walk in the light of it 
as it has been set forth in the word and give. They'll begin to give small at first because that's all they have, but then it will increase. And through the hundredfold return, so shall it be that the reservoirs that have been held, that have held the riches in days past, so shall it return to the hands of the giver. Because of the hundredfold return shall the reservoirs be lost from the wicked and turned to the gospel. Not turned to my pockets, not turned to preacher's pockets, turned to the gospel. It's going to come to the preachers and those that are also getting blessed are going to bring it into the house of God. So the ministers can do what they could do. So the teaching priest can teach the people, the ways of God. So the evangelist can proclaim the gospel message around the world. So the apostle can build churches. So the prophet can prophesy without being hindered or pressured to compromise because we don't want you to say that or we're going to pull you off the air. Well, the prophet's speaking the true word. He can go start his own airtime. He can raise up his own network. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Mm -mm. Mm, thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory, glory, glory to the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. For it shall be, it shall be in this hour, that you will see things that you've never dreamed come to pass. Oh, it'll be strong at first in ways. Then it will grow greater and greater until men will be astounded and the world will stand in awe because the ways of men have failed and the ways of God shall come forth. Mm. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. As men walk in my word, so shall they walk in the ways of the Lord. Oh yes, there will be some who say, Yes, but God's ways are higher, surely higher than our ways, and we can't walk in those. It's true that the ways of God are higher. They are higher than your ways as the heavens are above the earth. But I'll teach you to walk in my ways. I never did say you couldn't walk in my ways. Now learn to walk in it. Learn to give. So shall the inversion of the financial system revert. And so shall it be that the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all the world, and there shall be no lack in the kingdom. Wow. Those who give shall walk in the ways of the supernatural. I've got to read that, that statement again in Charles Capp's prophecy. Those who give shall walk in the ways of the supernatural. They shall be known abroad. My word shall spread, and the knowledge of the Lord shall fill all the earth in the day and the hour in which you stand. You shall see it and know it, for it is of me, and it shall come to pass, saith the Lord. The Lord told me, 2022 is the year of the wealth transfer. And it's, it's going to begin to roll in 2022, and it's going to keep on going. But my friends, I want you to be positioned and ready for what the Lord is going to do. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, I was reading uh, yesterday... Uh, the story of Hudson Taylor. I was actually reading his autobiography and he talked about when he was in inland China and he met a Chinese man who had become a Christian just a couple of years earlier because he had heard somebody preach the gospel. And he's told Mr. Hudson, he said, sir, he said, I searched and searched for the truth. And he said, I had no peace in Buddhism. And he said, I tried Taoism and I searched and searched there, and he said, I could not find any peace in Taoism. And then I searched and searched and studied Confucianism, and I could find no peace in Confucianism. 
But he said, when I heard the gospel of Jesus Christ preached, I, I knew this is what I've been looking for all my life. And I've received Christ into my heart. And I now have the peace that I have searched for so long for. And he said, please, Mr. Hudson, tell me. Back in the distant country that you have come from, which was England, he said, how long have your people known this truth? Oh, he said, Mr. Hudson said, sir, he said, uh, we have known the truth of the gospel now for hundreds of years. <gasps> the Chinese man said, you've known this for hundreds of years? He said, what took you so long to get it over here? <laughs> Think about that. Think about that. So my friends... Uh, don't think that with what we already have, with satellites and internet, don't think that the whole world's covered. It's not. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I'm not, I'm not over-exaggerating. Hundreds and hundreds of ethnic groups that have never heard the gospel ever presented to them in a clear and understandable way where they can make their own decision for Christ. Wow. There are billions and billions that do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is going to take supernatural finances released into the body of Christ through the transfer of the wealth of the wicked, through our giving and God's hundredfold return, shaking, shaking kingdoms, shaking people, shaking all kinds of things where that money comes to uh, the kingdom for God's purposes so that we can do what? Preach the gospel literally all over the face of this earth. Mm -mm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I want to say one more thing. Some years back, I had a tremendous visitation from an angel when I was in Taiwan. I was in the hotel room praying all day long. I was going to minister in, I can't remember what session it was. I think it was like a, the late afternoon session. And so I was getting ready because I wasn't quite sure what the Lord wanted me to talk about. And uh, the conference host had put my wife and I and my daughter in a beautiful suite. And uh, really, um, uh, it, was, it was quite expensive. It had multiple rooms, had bedrooms, it had, uh, and everything. You know, all the bathrooms are real exotic granite. And you had your, even your own kitchen where you can go and long table. And uh, I mean, there were even, uh, you could choose which pillow you wanted to sleep on. And some of the pillows were, ke uh, were kept in a special uh, chamber that was under lock and key and you could request a special pillow that a former emperor perhaps had slept on from the previous dynasties of China and they kept these very special pillows and you know they would ask me uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Brooks would you like a special pillow I like well whatever you think is comfortable <laughs> so it was a very very lovely lovely place and uh, the conference host had uh, had realized, uh, you know, there's so many people came from all over Southeast Asia that it took up all of the rooms in this large conference and everything like that at the, there at the lodge and hotel and everything. So, uh, in order to make sure everybody had a room and he wanted to make sure I had a very nice one, he actually slept in another room that was probably the smallest room that out of several hundreds and hundreds of people, he probably had the smallest room of anybody. He's a very humble man, but he's, he's a very wealthy man, but he's a very, very humble man. So he wanted to make sure I was in a nice place. Well, it was a very nice place. There's no question about that. And sometimes the Holy Spirit, uh, he, he requires certain atmospheres so that uh, it puts us in the right frame of mind to receive the visitation 
that God has decreed that we would have. And so in my life, while I was in that uh, hotel room, that beautiful room, I went to the bathroom and there was beautiful uh, black grade type granite all over the walls and just everything was sparkling and beautiful and, and big. The whole, everything was so big, <laughs> you know, uh, hot tubs, all kinds of stuff I never used. But um, uh, I was there praying all by myself in that big bathroom. Uh, door, door locked, door closed. Most of the time, my wife and daughter were not even there. So I had this whole place by myself. I'm in the bathroom on my knees praying all day long, trying to get the word of the Lord, trying to hear from the Lord. What should I say? While I was there that afternoon, late that late afternoon, an angel came down from heaven. His, his feet, uh, let me say it like this. He, while he came down, it would be like he was in, he had traveled through the second heavens, which was the sky. And he came down because he's, he's an angel that's in the earth. He's still in the earth. He's commissioned here. And as a matter of fact, I had an encounter with him just before I came out to share this message with you. And this angel came down. And the first thing I saw was his feet because he's hovering in the air and he came down and he stayed there. And I looked up and I saw him. The first thing I noticed, because I saw his feet, and then I saw his robe, saw his hands, I saw what he was wearing, the robe, and I saw his face. First thing I noticed from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, he was absolutely 100% bronze. His hands were bronze. Now, angels are spirit beings. They don't have what we would call skin or flesh, but what we would call flesh uh, everything was bronze. His face was bronze. His hair was bronze. His garments were bronze. His feet were bronze. <laughs> Everything about him was that color. Now remember in scriptures, in the word of God, we said in scripture, certain metals represent certain truths that are symbolized. Gold represents divinity, God's deity. Silver represents redemption. And there's multiple ver verses to, to confirm these symbolic representations and bronze in scripture has consistently represented the subject of, of judgment. I'm here to tell you this move of the spirit of the wealth of the wicked being transferred to the righteous is a righteous judgment act of God. And there are angels that are ready to facilitate this divine decree. Praise the Lord. That angel told me that his name was Boaz. He said that he has been in the earth since the Bronze Age. Well, I thought that's very fitting, kind of ties in with your color. <laughs> but I couldn't laugh. It wasn't like a funny moment. The glory of God radiating from this uh, high-ranking angel of God was, um, it, it was very... Uh, it was very difficult to just not completely fall out because it was radiating off of him, the glory of the Lord. And he told me several things. He said, the angel said, I have 3,000 angels that work beneath my command. And they'll go do what I instruct them to do. As, of course, he hears the commands from the, the, uh, the top himself, which would be Jesus, the, uh, the commander-in-chief, the Lord of hosts. And, you know, I had a friend one time, he said, uh, he said, Pastor Stephen, I love that name, Lord of hosts, because when we get to heaven, Jesus will be our host and he's going to serve us at the banquet table and we'll all, he will be hosted by Jesus. I said, oh, no, no, brother, that's not what that means, Lord of hosts. That means captain of the, of the armies. And uh, technically it's, yes, it's absolutely the angelic armies, but it's really 
any existing army in the universe because he can work with an army of locusts. He can work with an army of flies. He, he is the commander over every army in the universe. And of course, primarily, we would refer uh, to the angels for certain. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so this angel said, I have 3,000 angels that work beneath me. And he said, what I do and what those beneath me do is that we bring Boaz donors to ministers who have kingdom assignments and the Boaz donors bring the provision. And so this is God's will and God's angels to carry out the commissioned will of God to cause Boaz givers to come into the lives of those who have kingdom, true kingdom assignments. <laughs> and there's a whole lot of these angels. Glory to God. Mm -mm. And you remember the story, of course, of Ruth and Boaz. And it says in scripture that Boaz was a mighty man of wealth. So when a person is a mighty man of wealth, uh, it's not like they give five dollars, they feel it. It's not like they give a hundred dollars and they, ooh, ooh, the, now my wallet's empty. No, that, that's just, that, you know, that's, that's a small, small potatoes for a Boaz giver. Praise the Lord. So the Lord has the ability to work with his angels to influence people of wealth to give to those that are on kingdom assignments. And he told me it's for ministers. Praise God. But God has to work with these, the people that have it. Praise the Lord. I was in London, England one time, and uh, the lady that was assisting the pastor was very sweet, so humble and meek and gentle. And, um, you know, she uh, would drive us around, and she had a beautiful uh, uh, Land Rover, Range Rover, can't, I think it was some type of a Range Rover. It was brand new. It was really, really beautiful. All decked out. Would drive us to the, my wife and I to the meetings and everything. And um, and she heard me talk about the angel that I'd encountered called the angel Boaz, and how God can work through His people to become Boaz agents. In other words, mighty people of wealth to contribute to the kingdom cause. And. Uh, she mentioned one day that to me she had her own business. And I thought, oh, that's sweet. In my mind, I thought, that's real sweet. She's a real very nice lady, very humble lady. I thought, well, maybe she has like two or three people that work for her. <laughs> she, and she said, um, and then when she heard me talk about Boaz, she said, um, she said, Pastor Stephen, God has made me a female Boaz. I said, oh, how so? She said, well, I have my own business. And she said, I have 500 employees that work for me. I said, you've got 500 employees. I said, praise the Lord. That certainly would qualify in a uh, biblical description of a Boaz type person. Hallelujah. And yes, she was a big giver, uh, the primary giver there in that church. Don't forget Luke chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. When you see the three ladies mentioned who were givers to the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, you had Mary, Joanna, and Chusa. Um, and, then you, and then it says, and many others. Uh, those three are listed because they were heavyweight givers. And uh, Chusa, her husband worked directly for Herod. And so he is the person in charge of all the financial stewardship of this person that had just basically unlimited funds. And so, you know, he would, he would be a blessing to his wife. What would his wife do? Well, she'd be a blessing to the ministry of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. <laughs> 
<laughs> Isn't that funny? So the very man that Herod hates, he's actually, Herod doesn't even know it. Herod's actually through people that are under him, actually causing money to come through Jesus when it's actually originating from a very, very wicked man. Mm -mm -mm. Glory to God. So I came out of that visitation of having met the angel Boaz and having understood more about God's plan for wealth transfer. Remember, bronze represents judgment. There are going to be financial judgments for wicked provision. Uh, the provision's not w wicked. The money's just neutral. It's not good or bad, but it's in the hands of wicked people. God's going to bring judgments. Their wealth is going to be transferred to the righteous. Praise the Lord. And some of you overnight will be turned into Boaz's. Some of you overnight will become a mighty person of wealth, and you know what it's for. Hallelujah. Yes, you can be blessed. Hallelujah. But the lion's share goes to the lion of Judah. I hope you heard me very clearly on that. Hallelujah. The lion's share goes to the lion of Judah. It goes to him. Now, since Jesus is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the father, it's not like you can take money and just hand it to him. You know what I mean? So you're, you're putting it into his kingdom cause. Why? So the gospel can be preached all over the earth. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. I, uh, I came out of that vision. It lifted and I looked at my watch. I was like, oh, oh my goodness, I, I've got to go speak. And I was just a few minutes away of when I was supposed to step up and take the pulpit. And so I grabbed my Bible and grabbed my notes and I pulled everything together and uh, walked very quickly down the long, you know, from my room down the long hall and then made my way to the big conference area chamber. And when I opened the door, you know, the, you know, you go to these conference, like ballrooms, whatever, they have these big wooden doors. When I opened a door and stepped in, it's like, it's like there was a blast wave of God's glory that just hit me. And the, the glory of God was so strong in that place. And there was my friend, the host, and I had no idea he had notes on this or was preaching on this or what I, I had. This was not even on my radar, but as God is my witness, when I opened that door and stepped in and the glory of God was in that place, he was weeping and pleading with all of the pastors and ministers and international ministers that had come from all over Southeast Asia. He was pleading with them saying, the Lord told me to tell you that I know that you need provision and God could work through many, but he also wants you to know that in some cases, all you need is one Boaz. And he wants you to, he wants you to, he wants you to be able to receive a Boaz. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I said, well, I said, seems like the Lord's dovetailing this together really good. Let me tell you, the head of the church knows exactly what he's doing. Woo. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. One final. Wow. One final scripture. Second Corinthians chapter nine. Please go to verse six. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Get ready. This is what, uh, I mean, even with Charles Capp's prophecy, this is over 40 years old. We've had little things here and there. But in the eyes of God, one hour is just like, you know, like a couple of decades. That's nothing for the Lord. Maybe just a, you know, uh, you could even call 100 years like an hour in the Lord's eyes. But my friends, we're, we're here. 2022. This prophecy is going to begin to go wide open. Hallelujah. The Lord told me 2022 is the year of the wealth transfer. 
Mm-hmm. I think I think it's a big thing. I think those that know what's up with this, there are those that have been waiting on this for for decades, for years and years and years. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter nine. I wanted us now to have an opportunity to position ourselves. The year's almost over. And of course, if you hear this message in the new year or something like that, doesn't mean that, you know, like a window closed and you can't give or something like that. But I just know that when the Lord spoke that to me, I said, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to end this year giving. And honestly, this is, this has been one of the most giving years my wife and I have ever had just sewing, 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 sewing. Uh, and, uh, last year we did a whole lot of sowing and giving and this year, a whole lot of sowing and giving. And, and, and there were times I thought, well, Lord, wow, we're really, we're really giving what is going on. Cause I, I'm expecting a harvest. I'm not, I'm not just like making a, as we would say, a contribution. No, no, I'm not making a contribution. I'm giving an offering. I'm sowing seed because a seed means that you have a harvest that's coming. I'm not just trying to, you know, just do some type of business transaction of here's a contribution and you walk away from it and that's all there is. No, no, there's, there is an expectancy, seed time and harvest, not just seed time, seed time and harvest. So God has been getting his people ready, sowing, 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 sowing. And I'm not going to end this year without sowing. And I want to give you an opportunity also to sow so that you can be positioned just as best as you can for this year that we're going into the year where I believe this anointing will touch you and you will see the miracle power of God and have situations where there are genuine moves of the Lord that result in some form of transfer of wealth and wealth can be many. It could be, it could be monies. It can be land. It can be properties. It could be vehicles. We all kinds of things where wealth is transferred into your possession through the work of God. Hallelujah. Remember we serve a miracle working God. If you take miracles out of the church, the church is stranded like a broken down car. No, we believe in a God of miracles. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is a miracle working God in the area of finances. And this scripture, God is ready to step on this. This is the proceeding word coming out of the mouth of God. This is the now word. Now, second Corinthians chapter nine, verse six, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So you, through your, your sowing, your giving, determine your level of harvest. And many of you already have been sowing so sacrificially, so graciously. And my wife and I have endeavored also by God's grace to exercise the giving muscles. Hallelujah. And uh, we, we have done our best to do that. But when the Lord spoke to this to me, I was like, oh, 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 I'm not letting this year end without doing something uh, that would be the best that I can do to respond to that word that I heard. And so, you know, we determine our harvest by the seeds that we sow. So if you want a harvest that comes back in a wheelbarrow, you can sow for something that would bring that type of result. But if you want something uh, that's bigger harvest, well, they got to have a dump truck back up and dump it. Well, you have to sow towards that. So all I'm asking is that you would uh, speak to the Lord about it in prayer. Uh, husbands and wives, talk it over together. If you're going to sow something, be in agreement and harmony and then act accordingly because we cannot just hear 
a word of the Lord and then not act on it. We must hear and put put works to our faith. Praise the Lord. So I place that in your hands that as you pray, I know the Holy Spirit will show you what you should do. And I like verse seven because verse seven is pressure free. This is pressure free giving. This is opportunity giving to receive a harvest because the Lord's on this, but it's pressure free. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity for God loves a cheerful giver. And I want you to give cheerfully. If something causes a frown or something causes uh, 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 the joy to be broken, then just hold steady. Don't do anything. But my friends find out what the Lord would have you do and then be cheerful in your giving. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now please lift your hands. Father, I pray for those that are watching today that they will prayerfully consider these prophecies, uh, all pointing towards the transfer of the wealth of the wicked coming to the righteous. And Father, when I heard it today, my spirit leaped within me. Oh God, I give you praise because it's like having been on a long journey, but we're finally going to see something that we've never seen before. And Father, some of us have heard a few stories or this or that, but for many of us, it's like miracles. Some have never seen genuine, valid miracles before. Well, we're going to see the wealth of the wicked transferred. So Father, we position ourselves. We give you praise. Thank you, Father God. We give you praise. Just lead us. Lead us what to do. We thank you, Father God. We give you all of the praise. Speak to your people, Father God, on what they should sow, what they should give. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm sure there are many that are watching. This may not be your church home, and maybe you're, you've jumped over here because you wanted to get a perhaps a different perspective or a different voice on the year 2022. My friends, if you have another church home and you have another ministry that's feeding you, go sow your seed there. That's totally fine. Hallelujah. All you have to do is just do whatever the Lord tells you to do. So, so uh, wherever you should, wherever you're fed, wherever you feel that you're supposed to uh, put that soil into the spiritual, uh, the seed into the spiritual ground or spiritual soil. That's all you have to do and do it joyfully. Amen. Father, bless your people in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. If you're watching this program today and you've never made Christ the Savior of your life, today can be your day of salvation. My friends, don't wait another day. The anointing is here now for you to get your life right with God. God will not be mocked. By the time this is completed, the world will look at the church and the world would say, they had the truth. We want to live in a lie. They've had the truth. My friends, Jesus Christ is the truth. He is the way. There is no other way. He is the only mediator between God and man, and you must go through him to receive salvation. He's the only one that can bring you the peace that you're so desperately looking for. For those of you that would like to receive Christ into your life, pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart.
I give my life completely to you. I yield my life to you. Jesus, wash my sins away. Write my name in your book of life. And from this day forward, step into my life and lead me and guide me and teach me every day. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I give you all of my praise. I give you all of the praise. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. And because you have prayed that prayer, Christ has saved you. You now belong to Him. And perhaps, though I may never meet some of you while here on the earth, I'll meet you one day in the golden city of heaven. Woo, praise the Lord. Amen. And I look forward to it. We'll have a latte together. Amen. <laughs> Pastor Stephen, they have those in heaven. Yeah. Yes, they do. Amen. Praise God. All right. Let's, let's take Holy Communion together. If you're born again and you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, you can take heaven. Uh, excuse me. You can certainly take heaven. Amen. You get your ticket st uh, stamped through salvation in Jesus, but you can take communion now too. Praise the Lord. Now, of course, communion is also for those who are walking with the Lord. If you're taking communion while you're living in willful sin, uh, you, need to, you need to get right with the Lord. In other words, if you're a backslidden Christian, repent. Okay. And if that's you, just, and you've been away from God, pray right now. Say, Jesus, receive me back. Forgive me and keep me, Lord Jesus, this time. Thank you, Lord. I'm sticking with you like super glue. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. No lost sheep. Hallelujah. There's a lot of sheep coming home right now. Woo! Whole lot of sheep. Whole lot of children that went away from their parents and went out for what they went away from their Christian parents and against the parents and the church's advice, and they went off in the sin. And uh, the Lord is bringing them back. Though it's, the, it's the hour also of the prodigal coming back. A lot of prodigals coming back. We call them all back. Come back to God. Get out of the filthy pig pen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Amen. All right. You're dialed in. Let's take communion. Father, we bless the grape juice and the bread. And through this prayer, we set it apart as holy. We thank you this is now the flesh and the blood of the resurrected Lord and Savior, Jesus. Now, Father, as we receive his body, we proclaim his death until he comes, that through his death we have victory, eternal life, and overcoming victory in this earth. Now, Father, we thank you that we acknowledge that there are certain prophecies in your word that we are looking for the fulfillment, and we're about to see an old prophecy get fulfilled, one that many saints have looked for for quite some time. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of being stewards of the provision that you bring into our lives, primarily, primarily for the preaching of the gospel around the earth. We thank you, Father, right now as we're about to receive the Lord's flesh, there are people sitting in spiritual darkness who don't know you. And so, Lord, we have to do our part, and you're going to help us. We thank you the provision is coming, and we're going to send the gospel. Father, we thank you. We receive 
the body of Jesus, and as we do, Lord, raise up Boaz donors all throughout the church. There will be some that will laugh at it. They're not included. There will be others that have no desire for it. They're satisfied in the way they are. They're not going to be included. But there are some, oh God, right now that are, that are saying, oh God, empower me. Lord, I'll release it. Lord, empower me. Lord, you're watching right now. And angels are making recordings right now, chronicling those that are marked for divine destiny to be turned into Boaz's, mighty people of wealth for kingdom purposes. Father, we thank you. We receive now the flesh of Christ in his name. We pray. Amen. Let's receive. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Somebody, you're a Christian. You feel, Pastor Stephen, I'm not, I'm not qualified. I've made a lot of mistakes. Pastor Stephen, I haven't even tied this. I haven't even paid the tithes like I should. But you want in on the move of God. Who, who, who does it, right? So, if you haven't been obeying the commandments, get on the ship of obedience. Mm, because the blessings are associated with obedience. Get on the ship of obedience and let the Spirit of God fill your sails so that you can reach your destination quickly. Get out of the doldrums. Mm-mm. I can't help but think right now of one particular minister. He had a vision, and the Lord Jesus stood before him, and in the vision the devil walked up, and the devil said, he has committed all of these past sins, and because of that, he's not able to go forward and fulfill the things you want him to do. And the devil said, even his memory is stained with sin. And the devil reached over to where his head would be at, where his mind would be at. And the devil said, Jesus, I'll show you how filthy his mind is. And he pulled out, you know, in a computer, you have like the, um, the hard drive or the motherboard, the thing that really runs the, uh, the whole computer. He reached over to the memory data center of the soul of man in this in this minister's mind and pulled out the memory bank. And when he pulled it out, <laughs> much to the devil's shock and chagrin, the whole memory block was soaked and dripping with the blood of Jesus. And Jesus basically said, I'll take that. And he slid it back in. And see, you can have memory of things of failures and uh, past sins and things like that. But the blood of Jesus has washed them all away. And even if you have memory, the blood makes you clean. Amen. So right now, realize the blood of Jesus is working on your mind. And I see you fulfilling your calling and doing everything that God said that you would do. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We rejoice in the blood of Jesus. Let his blood be all over our mind. Let it be over our bodies. Let it be over our finances. Let holiness unto the Lord be engraved upon the foreheads of our minds. And we thank you. We celebrate the blood of Jesus. Father, we receive his blood now in his great name. The name of the great King of Kings, we pray and say, Amen. Let's receive. Ooh, praise the Lord. Mm-mm. All of your sins have been thrown into the very depths of the sea. Praise God for his love and mercy. Praise the Lord. Glory. Glory to God. I also see the mercy of God. That's available for any believer that would like to say, Lord, I need to, I need to get my act together and 
not be playing around. I, I want to be a blessing. I want to make an impact. I, I want to live for eternity so that when I go to heaven, I've, I, I, I've got some, some rewards waiting for me. I was a soul winner. And you're thinking, I want in on this. God's mercy is extended to you. Now rise up in obedience and let Jesus be the Lord of your life. Really begin to live with him. Walk close with him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. See, the mercy of God is something that God can extend to help his people because when Lucifer pulled the, the diabolical overthrow attempt, the coup uh, attempt in heaven, he got thrown out. But before he got thrown out, it caused, it caused a division, and it began to sweep through the ranks, this division. And Michael and Gabriel, they, they just knelt before the Lord, and they sought the mercy of God, lest they be swept away with this delusion and lie and this temptation. That's why there are two archangels over the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. Why? Because of the, the, the mercy seat represents the mercy of God. And the, the two angels looking down at the blood on the mercy seat. Oh, hallelujah. There's time for you. There's room for you. But don't waste another minute. Live all out for the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be like the rich young ruler who was caught up with the world. And he had great possessions. But the possessions had entangled him. The possessions also had him. Be free. Live for the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, he has a plan to take you to the top, but you have to do it his way. And he's moving right now. The, we're seeing the unveiling of one of the examples of his way today through this mighty working of the Spirit. So the Lord bless you. May the Lord's word be performed in your life. God bless you. Thanks for watching. And I'll see you back next time. Thank you.